You're listening to a recording from the 2017 Mockingbird Conference held at St. George's Episcopal Church in New York City. Good morning. I'm going to open us with a prayer. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life, we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Uh, my text this morning for this short devotional is Galatians 3, 1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand fast, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. I'm going to speak for just a minute about our freedom in Christ and our returning home, since our thoughts are beginning to head that way a little bit. And I should say, my name is Drew Rollins, and I'm the chaplain at St. Albans Chapel on the LSU campus in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I've, I've served there uh, for 13 years. And, you know, people come to me and they say, how can we do what you do on the dance floor? <laughs> they come to me like those Greeks seeking the one. Yeah. And I have to say, there is no blueprint, there is no uh, technique, there is no dance like Drew K. Tell, Betamax video, no footprints that you can put out on the floor. It's all about spirit, it's all about freedom. And so this is my spirit-led freedom dance. It goes something like this, I have to move here. So there is this freedom that we have in Christ, which is a wonderful thing. And, but then there's also this tendency that we have to always revert back to the works of the law. And I've, I have in mind uh, Paul's letter to the Galatians, and you'll remember Paul's rebuke of Peter. Uh, and he writes the to the Galatians and he says that he remembers how they responded in such joy to the message of the gospel and the freedom, but then they are now submitting again to the yoke of bondage. And Paul asked them, the thing I want to learn from you is this, did you receive the Spirit by doing the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish having started with the Spirit? Are you now ending with the flesh? And then he cites Peter as kind of an object lesson. I always feel sorry for Peter in this, um, that he started with freedom, namely he was eating with the Gentiles happily, and then circumstances pressed in on his life, a visit from the circumcision party, and he reverted back to the bondage of the law. Um, it's easy to pass judgment on Peter now from a distance, uh, but his, his, life, his life just pushed cir complicated circumstances in front of him, and I find it very easy to identify with Peter in that. In these conferences, I come and I marinate in this message of grace, and it's easy to see and, and to feel, like last night, the freedom of the gospel. Um, 
But then I know I'm returning home to a, a whole set of very complicated, what feel to me like very complicated circumstances. The law in all of its subtle forms, the weight of expectations that I feel at home and at work, the deeply worn ruts of old family patterns I can't get out of, they all make me feel like I'm bound up psychologically and emotionally. Uh, my wife Jeannie and I are big groupies of the FX series The Americans. Uh, it's a story about uh, Philip and Elizabeth who are two KGB spies and they live in the suburbs of Northern Virginia, which is where Jeannie and I did our courting. Um, they live there during the Reagan years and they are posing as a married couple. Uh, they've been planted there by the Kremlin to infiltrate the FBI. And they have two children who have no idea who their, parent, these, their parents are actually spies. So it's a spy show on the one hand, but it's really about marriage and parenting. So there's the, on the surface, there's the Cold War between U.S. and Russia, but then there's also this Cold War going on in the home. Um, and they're struggling with the big questions of parenting and marriage, like, does he really love me? And how can I protect my children from the pain of the world? And all the, all the while, there's all this law pressing down on them in the form of the pressure from the Kremlin for them to take one for the motherland. And there's just one typical scene that comes to mind where, with no warning, Moscow orders them to take out uh, a fellow KGB agent who, assassin, who has gone rogue. And so they're in, the, in, the, uh, in their kitchen and they're arguing about how to respond to this order. And Philip, finally, the, the husband says, okay, you get the guns, I'll get the babysitter. <laughs> and I, can, I can identify with that because their lives, on the one hand, they're so different from, our, from mine. On the other hand, it's pretty much exactly the same. We have five children and there ain't nothing happening until we get a babysitter. So I'm going home and I want to be a good parent. Um, I want to raise Christian children. Um, I want to extend grace to my children, but there's so much pressure to go in the opposite direction. Um, and it's even worse off than Fleming described last night. I mean, it's, it's not even Happy Easter. You know, I try to teach, hallelujah, Christ is risen, um, but somehow the Easter bunny has gotten into our house in a big way. And uh, the, the night before Easter, um, Easter Sunday, we were, all, we were around the kitchen uh, counter, and um, I was you know, sweating my Easter sermon, which is not all that good to begin with. Um, and my seven, our seven-year-old, uh, Helen, says to me out of the blue, how does the Easter bunny get into the house? In total seriousness. And I say, ask your mother, she handles those kinds of questions. And Helen says, seven years old, she says, well, you're the priest. <laughs> it just makes me feel like I am a failure as a priest <laughs> and a father. So you will return to some circumstance, some complicated circumstance in your life today or tomorrow, the next day, circumstances where you will fail, um, where you'll be placed under the yoke and the constant pressure to perform. So I would send you home with uh, this word of encouragement from, from the text, to go back to the text. Paul writes, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Therefore, 
do not submit to the yoke. The key phrase being, has set us free. Freedom in Christ is not something that we have to attain. We have it. It's done. Finished. Accomplished. In an Easter sermon to captives uh, in jail, to men in jail near his hometown, Karl Barth uh, preached a series of sermons and one, an Easter sermon, where he noted that to not believe that good news is to be like He said those Japanese soldiers who 14 years after the end of the war were informed it's all over, yet they refused to believe, and they kept taking shots at anyone who came near them. I often feel uh, just like they did. I I feel like I hunker down and just fearfully guard my little foxhole. Instead of believing that Christ has set me free. So, return home, remember Christ has set us free. And do your own spirit-led dance of freedom. Amen.